Hello and welcome to Upilile, the podcast. I'm your host, Uzama Wuhle Mlife, and I'm excited for this brand new podcast, Conversation. You guys know that my favorite form of art is the art of conversation, and I would rather be nowhere else than serving you in this very moment. It is an absolute pleasure to serve you guys week in and week out. To the people who are tuning in for the very first time, you are welcome. This is a safe space. I hope you find your place in the safe space. I hope that you're served well. I hope that we inspire growth and healing in your life journey. To the people who have been tuning to this podcast conversation, I am absolutely honored to be serving you week in and week out. I appreciate your support so much. I actually can't even begin to express how much I appreciate you guys in words, but I definitely do. To the people who are just joining in, please do subscribe to Upilile in any podcast platform that you have. You should just search us up there and you should find us and tune in week in and week out catch up on old episodes we have a variety of meals to satisfy your soul and we hope you are satisfied in this space and we hope that you are served in this space and feel loved and seen in this space i hope that you guys are excited for this brand new podcast conversation let's get into it so i keep thinking i am done with this conversation and then another one pops up and i'm like how have i not addressed that so in the first episode we spoke about dating as a single person who's never had kids dating a person with kids and we addressed both perspectives um in that conversation as a person who doesn't have kids what to expect when getting into a relationship with a person who has kids and as a person who has kids how to treat or acknowledge a person who might not who has who does not have kids um how to usher them into the process of being a step parent right that was our first episode then we spoke about the child's perspective so the emotions that we ca- that we carry as people who come from what people deem as broken homes or broken families you know addressing certain emotions certain things certain blame certain guilt um certain things that we might perceive with regards to having step parents and our relationship with our step parents and then the third episode we addressed the step parents the step parent themselves right and then the fourth episode was about the parent who is the mediator the middle factor because you know you have a step parent and you have a child because of this middle person everyone is surrounding this person and trying to make things work because of this middle person right and i thought how the hell have i not addressed step siblings because i mean step siblings can be quite a pandemic especially in south africa because there's this huge thing around so that translates to children that were conceived in marriage versus kids that were not conceived in marriage you know that might have been from previous partners you know you are treated as if oh you know this is when your parents were still making bad decisions you are the children you are the child of the bad decisions and then now they've gotten smarter and these are the kids that were conceived and um created the right way and then as those kids who were created the right way or conceived at the right time they 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 grew up with this thing i'm not now i'm generalizing obviously but they grew up with this thing that they know that 
Therefore, they are weightier. Therefore, they are grander. I, I, I don't even know what the word that I'm looking for, but they are validated, right? Because they were conceived within marriage. And then when, who came from the season where your parents was not making great decisions, you know, and they conceived you before time or before the appropriate time, according to society, if you are just a bad decision. And in the treatment, you feel it. And as the kids are taught growing up that they are the kids that are conceived within marriage, therefore making them more valid, they start to then treat those who are conceived they start to treat those who are conceived beforehand as invalid. You know, so I think it's something that is very important to talk to. It's something that is very important to talk about. Um, because we really need to get out of that mindset. And I feel like my first point actually should have been in last week's episode where we were addressing the parents, the middle people whom all of this is about, you know, because you have state parents and you have um, who are their romantic partners and you have kids and they are all interacting because of this middle person. Now, it is my sincere belief that parents who are the middle people between the kids that are from um, or were conceived in marriage and the kids who were not conceived in marriage. It is the responsibility to have a conversation with both sets of their kids and say, as a mother or as a father, let's actually emphasize on the mother. As a mother, all of you guys were conceived in my womb. I carried you guys, I mean, in my womb. Now, when you come here and you cheat any one of my kids that I had, whether it was decided to have or didn't decide to have or whatever era it came from in your life journey, and you disrespect them, in essence, what you're doing is disrespecting me as a parent. Because I made that decision. Let's leave my mind state alone. Let's leave where I was in that time of my life alone. But I made that decision. And I had your siblings. And I had you. So when you disrespect your siblings and treat them as invalid. Or feel like you are validated more because you came out of a good season in my life. The disrespect actually is aimed at me as your parent. Right? And that is a very important conversation, I believe, for mothers to have, for fathers to have, that all of you guys to me are equal because all of you guys came from me. All of you guys are a part of me. And when anyone treats anyone else as whatever, the disrespect is directly aimed at me as an individual. Just as you would say with anyone who would be disrespecting your kids from the outside. That if anyone disrespects your kids, they're disrespecting you as a parent. So therefore, that, that type of behavior, I believe the tone should be set by the parents. Because as society comes and they start treating your kids as different, you as the parent are the one who's supposed to be setting the tone. That no, la le landla. 
You are all my children. I made the decisions to have all of you guys. Leaving what state I was in, how smart I was, how smart I wasn't. But I made that decision. So therefore, to me as your parent, all of you guys are the same. As the parent, set the tone. Because I believe sincerely, if those tones are set earlier on in life, your kids would treat each other as normal. Straight up normal. Straight up siblings. There would be no, oh, so and such and such a person. And this is our home. This is not your home. And, oh, where's your father? Where's your mother? You know, uh, you are not a part of us. When, as the parents, you have set the tone, there should be no issues. Set that tone and keep it and remind it. When anyone starts acting out of line as uh, who who is your child, you know, no, we will not talk to them like that because all of you guys are my kids, right? I think it's something that is very, very important to that that parents should be doing because before we start speaking to the actual siblings, the parents or who set the tone in the household, whether the kids live with you guys, the kids don't live with you guys, but the parents set the tone. And as a common parent, you should be setting the tone as to how your kids treat each other. Okay. So my next point is then obviously aimed at siblings, right? And my first point that I'd like to discuss is that if your parent is struggling with correctly dividing their attention, dividing their resources, dividing whatever it is that you need as a child, your problem is with your parent and their division of resources. Your problem is not with the recipients who might be getting more and you are getting less. You know, because sometimes as step-siblings or whatever it is, when you are upset with what you aren't getting from your parent, the aggression, because we aren't comfortable enough to actually directed to the correct person. The aggression is then transferred to the person whom you are not afraid of, which then in, in most cases is your siblings or your step-siblings. And you become upset as to what they received and what you did not receive. In my mind, your emotions should be directed to your pers- your parent. And your parent is the person that you're supposed to be having conversation with, you know. And sometimes even when situations don't lend themselves to that. But for me, have a clear understanding as to who you should be upset at. You know, because people carry these emotions throughout their lives, you know. I, my life is not a success because I didn't get A, B, and C, and D. And then so-and-so got A, B, C, D, and E. Therefore, I highly dislike so-and-so. And I will not allow my kids to interact with them or interact with their kids. Despite leaving out the fact that they are rightfully an aunt or rightfully an uncle. Why? Because of what I didn't get. What you didn't get as a sibling is true to your parents' mismanaging of resources. It is not because of your step 
brother or your stepsister. Yes, it might have not been fair. I don't dispute the fact that it might not be fair. You know, they are getting things that you are not getting. But they aren't to blame. They aren't to blame. If they aren't at that mindset where they can or in that space where they are able to remind their parents who's in, hey, mom, or hey, dad, um, so-and-so-and-so, can you please do something for so-and-so-and-so, you know? But it cannot be aimed at your sibling. That is something that is very, 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 very important. So important to remember. And then when you guys, this is my third point. When you guys are at an age where certain things can be spoken, have those awkward and uncomfortable conversations. Because what sometimes happens, and I see this, especially in situations where maybe one parent came in with their children and another parent came in with their children. And sometimes it seems like there's competition of sorts. You know, this one has their team and this one has their team. There can be friction. And when you're at the correct age, I highly, highly, highly advise that you guys have those conversations. Have those conversations between yourself and your step-siblings. I'll give you guys an example. My dad had me and my pastor brother. And then my stepmother had her niece. She was raising her niece, right? Now, me and Undomego, that's, that's her niece's name, who's now my sister. Me and Undomego are very close. Now, what has enabled us to be close over time is because of our transparency with each other. So let me give you guys a light example. I'm an early riser. I love waking up in the morning. I'm one of those people. I'm happy to be awake. I'm up by five o'clock. I'm up by six o'clock. My dad and myself are quite early risers, which means obviously I like to get my day started quite early. You know, I'm up, I'm cleaning, I'm doing this and that and the other. Whereas Undobego, who is my stepmother's niece, is not for waking up early. She just isn't. She, <laughs> if she could be in bed till 10, she'll be in bed till 10. You know, she's one of those people who prefer sleeping late and I prefer sleeping early. So what then happened, there was sort of a friction because it began to feel like she was being compared to me because I'll wake up and I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm here for the day. I'm here to clean. I'm here to do whatever it is that I need to do in the morning. And I didn't think much of it because Untobego is five years younger than me. So I'm 26, Untobego is 21. So honestly speaking, when I'm doing any sort of chores, I'm not even considering her because in my head, she's my little sister. So she doesn't even need to worry about it when I'm around, you know. But they got to some point where she was being shouted or kind of reprimanded because of her morning vibe. <laughs> for lack of a better word, you know. And she sat me down and she told me, would see, she feels some type of way because she feels like she's constantly being compared, like, compared to me because of all that I do, you know. And I sat her down and I was like, do not even let these old people get in, like, get in between us, you know, because I wake up in the morning because I'm happy to be up in the morning. It is not to outshine you as a person. It is not to, like, 
show off or anything of that nature. I am up in the morning. I am up cleaning or whatever it is in the morning because I'm happy to do to do that. That's the type of person that I am, you know. So it is not even about you. And more so when I'm here, the, the only thing that I'm thinking about is you, my younger sister. So there's no need to even be like, oh, it is whose turn, it is whose turn to do this and that and the other. There's no s such a thing between us. Why? Because I'm older than you. And I enjoy keeping a clean house. That's just who I am, you know. And we constantly have to have these conversations between ourselves so that we don't have any um, animosity that is building between us because of a comparison that might have been made, whether it was not really intended. But Tuluwuti, because people think, oh, you are the older one, they'll make reference to how you do things. You know, and then what happens is that the person who's been compared to you starts to get a little resentment. Uti, oh, oh, mm. you know. So as soon as you guys are old enough to have the conversations, have the conversations, air things out. Don't let things fester between you as individuals. And then all of a sudden you guys are looking on 20 years into the future and oh my gosh, it all started with being compared um, about who wakes up early and who doesn't. Imagine something so small, something so minuscule. So have these conversations as soon as you guys are able to have these conversations maturely. You know, and sometimes you guys can run these conversations through your parents. Oh, you know, we don't appreciate being compared. You know, this is the reason why I do this. She doesn't need to do this because, I mean, we aren't, it isn't a competition between us. We are two different, we are two separate individuals, you know, so we would appreciate it if you guys as our parents didn't do that. Don't compare us to each other. It's really not necessary, you know. So I'm grateful myself and Ndobego have been able to do that for our relationship because we are so close. We are so, 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 so close. Like anyone who doesn't know thinks we're siblings. Why? Because we are so transparent in our relationship. You know, we visit each other out, like, because at first our commonality was our parents. So we would meet whenever we were at our parents' home. And now as adults, we go out on dates by ourselves. I go to her res to go visit her. Why? Because we have been transparent and enabled our relationship to grow as individuals. But the next thing is that it is important that the people who have the greater accessibility to the parent um, versus the kids who don't. So maybe if it's a circumstance where some children live with their father or some children live with their mother and then others don't. For those who live with the parent, I plead with you to attempt playing mediator as well, right? Um, I know this was a very difficult one for me when I was growing up because I was growing up and I had my brother. My brother and I had a seven-year gap, right? And my brother was quite naughty. <laughs> my brother and my dad didn't get along a lot, you know? Um, and I was one of those people. Um, I always complied and I stuck to the rules you know um so i always used to think to him it may look like oh my dad cares more for me as an individual 
But the truth of the matter is they were quite alike and they hadn't gotten around to how to work with their likeness, right? And I knew my dad and I were alike. And I knew that the best way to win with my dad was just to go with whatever it is that he was saying. Because also I knew that none of it came from a bad space. It came from him being a parent and him wanting the best for us, you know, so I could comply. Whereas my brother had difficulty complying. So I always used to have this thing, Yehuti, when my brother looks at me, he thinks my dad and I have the perfect relationship, right? Because of maybe the different things that I would have access to that he didn't, you know, um, due to different circumstances. So for example, I went to university. My dad funded me going to, my parents actually did, but my dad funded me going to university, whereas my brother didn't. But then my brother didn't finish high school, you know, so... Because of the tension and the friction that I knew that my brother, who was my stepbrother, my my brother had with my dad, I would try to play middleman to the best of my ability. Now, it was hard because, as I said, my brother was quite headstrong and he liked doing things his own way. But I would make a great effort. I remember even my brother's last birthday on earth that I told my dad, I was like, yeah, my brother's turning 28 today and my, my, my dad was like, and so? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'd love for us to do something for him. You know, my brother, my dad, for the, like, the funniest thing is for the first time ever, my dad listened to me. Okay, okay, my dad tries, he tries to listen to me when it comes to my brother, when it came to my brother, but he, he wasn't really good at it. But like that year, my dad, dad listened to me and he bought my brother cake and we bought meat and we went to my grandmother's house and we buy this meat although my brother didn't really pitch like he did but he was only there for like what 10-15 minutes and because we wouldn't give his friends food he left <laughs> but we didn't know that that would be my brother's last birthday you know now had I not mediated between my dad and my brother that wouldn't have had like that wouldn't have happened you know um it would have been something i think my dad would have looked at for the remainder of his life and thought you know what would a cake like what would it have cost me to just do such a little thing you know but he is free with himself because he knows oh you know he helped celebrate his son's last birthday and that um, gathering of my family it was actually the last time the family was gathered. It was the last time that I saw my brother. It was the last time that I'd seen my grandfather. They both passed on um, my grandfather while they both passed on a month from each other, you know. So that's obviously a very intense <laughs> example, but it's very important that the person who has the accessibility to the parent don't see it as just your reigning glory. Oh, you know, I'm the special child. I'm the chosen one. But try as best as you can, Ukuti, to 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 get your your step siblings and your parents together as much as you can. Especially if you know that you have your your you are the you're you're the apple to your father's eye, or you're the apple to your mother's eye, or whatever it is, you know. Don't use it just as your own personal glory that oh and as your own boasting um thing. But try as much as you can to mediate, you know, 
help them see reason. I used to try to help my brother see reason as to where my dad was coming from. I used to try to help my dad see reason as to where my brother's coming from, you know. And I, I can rest easy knowing that I did the best that I could with regards to mediating my brother and my dad for the longest time. You know, there's nothing that I look back now with my brother having passed on that I wish I could have done differently. Why? Because I did the best that I could. Um, and I wasn't just like, oh, you know, I get to be a special one and he's different from me. No, he was my brother and that's all there was to it. And to also now take the first point that I made that was towards the parents um, and bring it back to the siblings now. All of you guys as siblings, regardless of whether some are from in marriage, some are from out of marriage or whatever it is, are, were a part of your parents' life story, your parents' choices, the decisions that they made or whatever factors that influenced your parents. Now, to have a and try to build a good relationship with your step parents it's not just good for peace sake but it is also respectful to your parents and their life journey you know because like no person should be constantly reminded that oh they were from an a, a person's a, like a, a part of a person's life where they were still making bad decisions you know no child should feel that no child should be reminded that oh you know, because, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I'll give you guys an example. Uh, my mom, my, my, my mom's parents had her as teenagers, right? Um, they were still scholars in high school. And when we used to go to functions on my grandfather's side of the family, and people would ask um, other people, oh, who's, who's, who are they? And people would be like, Oh, my gosh, guys, stop it. <laughs> you know, stop it. And because I used to believe that, oh, for the translation part, um, when we, when my mom and I were introduced, we'd be introduced as the ones that so-and-so had during his youthful years, during his reckless years. That is how it was made to sound, you know, and... I really, in those moments, I would have preferred someone would have just introduced me by my name. Oh, that's just Zama. Oh, Zama. That's all there is to this person. They are just Zama. Rather than all these attachment narrations of when <laughs> this person had that person and what type of a mistake this person was. Honestly, not necessary. So, as we honor and as we respect each other as sisters and as brothers, we in turn respect our parents' life journey and our parents' choices. It is not ours to decide whether the choices were good or not. Our parents have already dealt with that and dealt with the repercussions of that. It is not for us to to put them on the cross again. You know, if your parents, if parents had a particular child in their teenage years, you know, they already went through all the emotions of people giving you like side eyes of people looking at you funny. Oh, 
you had a child out of wedlock oh this and that and the other and this and that and the other they've already dealt with those emotions let us as children not have not have them relive those emotions by ill-treating each other because of when the parent had you the point is we are both of these parents and they are both our parents and that's just that you know that is all there is to it it doesn't need to be oh so and so is more special than so and so because of such and such a thing right now mentally as an individual tell yourself that I am no more special no such word I apologize English bundles are running out but I am not special than my sibling because my sibling was had out of wedlock no no let that acknowledgement of when you were conceived as a child not get to your head and make you feel like you are more valid um, than other people or than your other siblings right I think that's something that is very very important to recognize we are all our parents children and as soon as we start disrespecting each other we are disrespecting our parents life journeys and the decisions and what they went through and their choices and this and that and the other and most of our parents have already gone through that so let's not put them through that a second time around and i think the last thing that i want to speak about is the dynamic of having some kids live with the parent and then some others don't live with the parent right um i will fully acknowledge that there are some touchy spots that you can have as an individual who is not living with your parent um, when you see your parent display certain things with the children that they are living with um, day to day right um, I know with myself this is my personal testimony for the longest time I believed that my dad wasn't um, an affectionate, emotional person, right? And I told that to myself as the truth. I accepted that. Oh, my dad is just not emotional. My dad is just not affectionate. And I'd better accept what my dad has to offer, right? And I just accepted that as the truth. And then I remember the one time I went home and um, we just woken up and oh, that I alluded to earlier on, had woken up and she woke up and I think she kissed and hugged my dad and I was shook <laughs> like I was shook to the core of my being I was like wait what <laughs> like my entire life has been a lie honestly I was shook to the core of my being now Another person would not understand, like, what was the big deal? But when you've told yourself certain things um, due to your exposure of a person, and then all of a sudden you see them do different with other people, and then you start to question yourself, oh, um, um, oh, should he, the whole reason why he's not affectionate to me, the problem then must be with me because clearly he has the capacity and the capability to do that. You know, and then now you have to shift the defense that you always had in your head as to why he didn't do this particular thing. 
And now you have to now question yourself, question your value and whatever it is, it becomes an entire thing, an entire, entire thing, you know? So the last thing that I wanted to talk about is the fact that you guys will definitely have different experiences, you know, you and your step siblings, especially those who have constant exposure to whatever par- to that parent will have a different experience, you know, and Give your parents a fighting chance by possibly sharing with them. Because yes, obviously you can't compare, you can't compete because they have constant access to that person and you don't. But finding ways in which they can show up better for you as well, especially if they are a willing parent. Because believe me, they already deal with the guilt of not having access to you on a consistent basis, you know, and of having kids that they see on a regular. Um, Some parents do, generalizing, obviously, you know, but some of them already deal with those emotions of, you know, and I don't know what they are going through yet. I have kids here that have all my love and all my attention, you know. So finding ways in which to help those seasons, those situations, how they can show up better for you as an individual so that you don't feel iffy all the time. How? 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 (laughs) You know, because, you know, that moment for me, it was a how? You know, because the first time I'd given my dad a hug as like um, an adult, was when he dropped me off at res. I was like, my dad is like, giving people hugs and kisses for waking up in the morning. What? Crazy. You know? So then, how do I give my, da- my dad a chance? For me, uh, is affection really important? No, it's not. Am I really trying to kiss someone and hug someone every day in the morning? No, but what is important to me? Conversation is important to me. So, ensuring that I'm at least filling my tank with my dad through conversation so that certain things like people getting hugs and kisses don't bother me, you know, because sometimes you don't realize that you're actually feeling some type of way about a thing that you actually don't even care about, but you're just like, but oh, oh, eh, uh, oh, okay. You know, so I knew that actually deep down in my heart, because I live with my mom and I don't give my mom hugs and kisses all the time. Um, because I'm just not that type of person, you know. So finding what is important to me, giving that parent a fighting chance by creating avenues so that we're able to do what is important to me as an individual, right? Because the experiences you guys have are so different and will always be different. And I don't think that is a part of yourself that you need to resent. I don't think you need to resent your siblings for that. Um, I don't think it needs to be a je- jealousy factor or a competitive factor um, or something that a person should hold on for the next 40 years of their lives, uh, walking this earth and just hating their siblings and never being able to really pinpoint why. And it started all by someone getting a hug and a kiss in the morning, right? So siblings, there are a lot of things that I can speak to with regards to step-siblings and siblings and siblinghood, um, but that is what I'll talk about today. Um, and I hope that you guys have 
taken something. Hopefully, this is the last episode of the Step Parent series. <laughs> I hope. I don't think there's anything else left to talk about. I am completely empty when it comes to this conversation. Um, I hope you guys did enjoy the series. I've enjoyed recording it. Um, and I'd always ask myself, why did I record this like earlier? But I think I was really in the best space to share my experiences, to um, share what I've learned over the years from a good space, from a healed space, from a space that is not spicy at all. So if any of my family members listen to this, there is no offense to anyone. Zero. In any of my episodes, they are not directed to offend anyone, to make anyone feel any type of way. Um, I I personally do not, I don't know, wish my life were different. You know, I think every single thing went the, same, the way it was supposed to go um, so that I would learn what I was supposed to learn. And I'm not resentful i don't wish things played out differently um i've accepted my life for what it is you know um this was not to make people feel some type of way no not at all this was for me to share my life experience and to serve this to people who might be might have experienced this in the past might be going through this experience might not know how to navigate this experience might think it's a tricky thing because there are certain conversations which is what i try to have on this podcast which are conversations that I just don't think we're having enough of you know as a society that we're having enough of as a people so I I'd like to bring light to things that might be uncomfortable to talk about you know and that usually requires me pulling from my own personal experience so it definitely is just about me and serving and that's all there is to it um I hope you guys enjoy your week peace be unto you